Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say it loud, Podcast Network, where black and brown voices truly matter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sharina Cole. So excited to be chatting with you guys once again. And I'm also very excited because I have one of one of my favorite actresses here. I followed her career for years. You may remember her from uh, My Wife and Kids, perhaps. You Got Served, maybe, or Johnson Family Vacation, to name a few. And now I am coining her the queen of Christmas movies because she has three <laughs> dropping this month, Bows of Holly, The Business of Christmas, and The Christmas Kiss. I'm talking about Miss Jennifer Freeman. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much. I love that intro, Queen of Christmas. <laughs> well, I have to ask you, I mean, okay, COVID's bad enough. How do you get three movies done? How do you get three movies done during the pandemic? With the, and, and your mom, go ahead. I feel very blessed, very fortunate to have been working during the pandemic. I mean, I think that really uh, saved me, you know, to just, I mean, I, I was really serious about staying in the house and quarantining and not going anywhere. And um, so when I got these opportunities, it was a bit scary because, you know, I was like, okay, so now I'm going from no people to a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of strangers. So what does that look like? But it's, it's, you know, it's probably the safest experience because, you know, to get the job, you get tested, you have to test negative, then you get there and then you test again. And then you test every other uh, day yeah. on set. So if, someone says positive they they shut the whole thing down and everyone wears mask and the whole thing so um so I think that you know I just I, I was so excited to be with people <laughs> because <laughs> I love I love people so I was so grateful that you know I could do what I love to do yeah. and I absolutely love Christmas movies and my daughter loves Christmas movies so it was really cool that I, to know like oh my you know we're going to be watching these during the holidays together um and that we were doing something that was going to put like joy you know in yeah. people's hearts and make people smile during this time and um when we did them I think we thought that this might be a little bit like over by now but um it's not so i think it's even more reason more movies to watch when i have to ask you i mean every movie has its own flair its own pizzazz so to speak what's the how do you differentiate if, if i'm watching how do i differentiate one movie from the other all three movies are christmas movies and they're all completely different so we'll start with the business of christmas on vet plus that is about a family who they have a toy store um and the family business and and they're about to lose it and they're you know calling all the kids the parents are calling all the kids hey can you come home for the holidays you know how that is everybody's an adult everybody got their own lives and you know no one wants to be bothered and then the dad has a health scare and then they have to come back home and then they wish that they would have just come home in in the beginning anyway so um so that um, I think resonated with me because 
of this year in the way that it's gone, right? Yeah. It's like, don't wait until something bad happens to tell people that you love them or spend time with them or whatever it is. Like you, we have today, you know, yeah. and make it count. The next Christmas movie that is on BT Plus as well called uh, Christmas Kiss. That one has Golden Brooks. Um, I love Layla Golden. Fem- I love Golden too. <laughs> okay, fun fact about Golden. I've known Golden for like, what, I think maybe seven or eight years. Uh, well, I mean, I've known her longer, but uh, our daughters are the same age. Wow. So she has a daughter, Dakota, and I have a daughter. Her name is Isabella. And they went to preschool together. So it's like, <laughs> it's so cute because we like watch them grow up. Aww. And so it was really fun to work with her again. That is about um, these girlfriends. I play one of the girlfriends and we come together and we're trying to help our friend who's like this quirky assistant. You know, she just does not have it together. And um, we get we give her a makeover. She is at a holiday party. She is in the elevator. She ends up kind of kissing this guy. And the guy ends up being her boss's boyfriend. But when she goes to her job, the, the, the guy doesn't recognize her because she was all made up. Right. But he actually really does like who he kissed in the elevator, but he, you know, he doesn't know that it's right in front of him, you know? So we all, it's a Christmas movie. So we all know what happens, right? So it's kind of <laughs> like a twist on, on Cinderella. Uh, and then the Christmas movie that is coming out on Ion television, uh, that one is called The Bows of Holly. And so I play Holly. Holly is a type A personality. She's like, you know, got, everything planned out every day for the next five years, you know, kind of like that type of person. And so she takes it upon herself, like, okay, I'm with, been with my boyfriend this amount of time. We're going to have babies in like five years. You know, we need to get married now. So <laughs> she proposes. And wait, 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 she... wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> she proposes. She proposed. She's like, well, I mean, we said we were going to get married. No one said who, like was going to propose. So I'll just do it. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Jennifer, I'm just curious. What are your thoughts on women proposing? I would never propose <laughs> to a man. <laughs> now I would never propose to a man. I mean, I'm a bit old fashioned in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I want a man to propose to me. I yeah. am, you know, you're the prize. I am. The prize. <laughs> I am it's like, I'm not going to do that. But uh, you know, like, it, no, I would never do that. But she did. Because she's funny. So (laughs) she didn't take into account that he was going to say no or that he could say no. Mm. So she planned like this whole Christmas trip uh, for him with this tour guide and and um, through this, you know, Christmas town. It's really cute. And so she still has to go on the trip anyway. But on the trip, you know, she learns to relax and go with the flow, Um, you know, a lot of because of this guy, the tour guide. And then she, you know, she ends up falling in love with the right man. So as you can tell, they're all three different. Well, I love it. And I, and you talk about peace and finding yourself. And I was having a conversation with Essence Atkins um, last week, and she told me about some of the things that she's been doing during the pandemic to kind of Mm. keep her peace and her soul Mm -hmm. at peace. One of the things was piano. Have you picked up any new hobbies or interests since we've all been in the house? Uh, no, I homeschool has taken Ooh. over my life. 
And <laughs> to be honest, I was like, you know, my daughter is 11. And so um, she's in sixth grade. And just the workload is, is it's not, it's, I mean, it's elementary school, but you know, they have tests, they like, they still yeah. want them to stay on curriculum. So it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of work with a child who, um, she is, she's the only child here, you know, mm, so she, yeah. so she thrives really in a classroom setting. So I feel like we are just constantly trying to, you know, do schoolwork and like find other outlets for her to like, whether it's taking a walk or just getting out of the house or fight, like trying some fun recipe or some game. So like, that's all our day is like spent, like, you know, trying new things um, and then schoolwork. Um, but I, but it's been fun. I think if anything, it's just made us closer. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, just trying to uh, keep everyone sane and keep her off of the news. Yeah. Because before a while, you know, she was really internalizing everything and, and she was getting really fearful of the future you know because you can read that stuff and as a child you're like well like what does that mean are we like never going to go back to real life or am I never going to see my friends am I never going to go to school yeah. am I like not going to live past this age like, mm. I got all these questions so now I just try to you know just try to you know like set the atmosphere set the tone you know um and create memories within these constraints you know that yeah. we're under and and connect because I think that it's really easy to just leave them playing video games or you know yes. to stay on um electronics but that's not healthy for them it's it's really not so that's 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 what we do that's what we do <laughs> and then I have to ask you I mean how do you balance I mean we talk about shooting we're in a pandemic you're homeschooling and then you're shooting three Christmas movies. How do you balance motherhood and then making sure that you're fully present when you have to go on set and do these films? I love FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, I don't know what we would have done during this. If this would have happened at any other time, we have so many ways, like even now, like, I think this is so amazing. I hope even yeah. after this, that we're able to really, um, you know, take all of these things and still use them. Cause it, I mean, it was really great to still connect with everyone. Yeah. Like uh, when she's, when she's on, when I'm on set, she calls me literally a million times. And she, <laughs> sometimes she just wants to sit there with me, you know, while I'm running lines, like with, you know other actors but she doesn't want to say anything she just wants to like see me I'm like okay Bella okay but it is you know so that's how we you know balancing that but I think it's really important for children especially because I have a daughter to yeah. for her to see me completely fulfilled you know going after my dreams doing what I love to do and happy yeah. so that that she can get that messaging for herself too so um you know, I used to try to, you know, I used to think so much about that, like, oh my God, but I don't want to be away and I don't want to miss this. Mm. I don't want to miss that. But I think more so, um, you know, there's a balance with that, but I want her to see her mom, like, you know, really living her life to the fullest yeah. so that she can know that that's the way she's supposed to live as well. Yeah. I think that's great. And, and I, <laughs> I have to, I, I can only imagine how it is to grow up on television. Um, and with that said, what was the moment when you, as you're growing up on TV, when you realized, hmm, I'm a woman now, 
I don't have to play into this narrative, this childhood narrative. I don't have to be uh, maybe Patty Perfect. People assume, I, and I, I recall growing up seeing characters like you, seeing Tatiana Ali and Fresh Prince, seeing Laura Winslow on Family Matters, thinking like they're perfect people, right? Not just these characters, yes. but perfect people. When were you <laughs> able, did you ever deal with that pressure? And if so, when were you able to kind of cast that aside and be unapologetically Jennifer Freeman? That is a great question. So I think that a lot of people are afraid to take a break. And I think, you know, you, you feel like, oh, well, I don't want to take a break from the industry because I want to keep going. I mean, financially, yes, and whatever, or just, you know, what people's expectations of you. So for me, I got to a point where I needed to take a break and, and really grow and really, um, you know, I had done so many things to like numb myself because mm -hmm. I think you can put on a mask. I can, you know, on the outside, you, you know, women are great at that in general, yes. but I feel like even more so in this industry, you know, it's like you can perform on top of, you know, all the stuff that's going on inside. And then uh, at a certain point, you don't even, you can't even connect with, you know, what was really going on in the first place, you mm -hmm. know, and it just comes out in other like kind of uh, unhealthy ways. So I think the first step for me was just taking a moment and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do anything. And I'm going to um, self-reflect and get to the root of like why I don't love myself. Mm. And that was a hard place to get to because I had to really sit in my stuff <laughs> and take a hard look at myself. And, and it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. There was a lot of stuff that I just was really didn't like about me. And I said, well, I don't, I don't want to be like this anymore. And, and how did I get here? So then I feel like God was like, you know, took me back to like my childhood because a lot of stuff happens, you know, stems yeah. root in your childhood. And there were a lot of things that happened to me that I didn't realize were really affecting my identity mm. and my self-worth and my self-image. And so, um, so I really did a lot of work you know, with that and, and changing my mindset and changing, you know, what I believed about myself. And, um, I, I just went on a journey of self-love. And so I, I, um, I really built this amazing relationship with God, you know, because of that, because, uh, I was like, I was determined, <laughs> I was not going to be the same. And yeah. I really wanted to be whole. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be happy. And I didn't want it to be based off of physical uh, things, you know, or accomplishments, or I'm an actress, or I'm not an actress, or I'm a mom, or I'm not, I'm, you know, I wanted it yeah. to be just I'm me, Jennifer, at peace with herself, happy, you know, from the inside out. And mm -hmm. I wanted to that to exude, you know, and and it was really important for me to do that work uh, for myself, but I mean, for myself, but my motivation at the time was too for my daughter, because yeah. I was like, wow, like, who do I want her mom to be? You know, like, who would I, you know, like, I want her to see her mom, um, you know, like, I mean, that's, you know, kids, kids look up to you. So yeah. who does she what woman does she need me to be? And I want to be that. And then, you know, as I went on that journey, it became more and more, um, you know, about me, but that was initially like the motivation too. So, um, so it's an ever 
it's an ever evolving process. I don't want to sound like I ever, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm never going to arrive because there's always new things that yes. come up. Right. Yes. But at least I have the tools now to deal with those things. And I'm in a really good, healthy place, emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually. And I think that's why this year I feel like I was able to really thrive because um, and, and not just because of the movies or anything like that, but I was really able to have like, you know, faith and trust and, and believe that like, even though like, this is all crazy, it's all new. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I really believe there's a bigger plan for all of our lives. And I know that we are all going to get through this. I don't know how, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, and I definitely take it day by day, but not allowing like, you know, just depression and the negativity and like, you know, fear to grip me to where I can't, um, be grateful for all of, um, the blessings that I do have in my life today, you yeah. know? totally get it and and sometimes people i've heard a lot of people say you know i was dealing with uh depression or addiction or whatever and there was this there was this this one occurrence in my life that happened where i was like this isn't going to work anymore i need to turn the corner what did you have a moment like that or was this more of a progressive every so often you're looking over looking over your shoulder like something's not right something's not right something's not right i mean it wasn't ever it was a progression i think it it came in like little ways, you know, I, I felt like I, I had, like I said, I, I went through a lot of things when I was a, a, a kid. And so I would tell some people and they were like, well, you know what, you just, you know, go shopping. Oh, you just need to go out. Oh, you just need to have a fun time. Or, oh, you, you have nothing to be sad about. You have nothing to be depressed about. You're an actress, you're on TV. You know, you have everything that anyone could ever want. Look at you. You know, those are the answers. And it's like, well, then I would just uh, kind of like stuff it away, you know, and then, um, then, and not deal with it and, and find ways to really, what I call now, like, it was like numbing myself. Cause I didn't, you know, it was like, didn't know how to really uh, figure that out at the time. Cause I didn't have the tools and I didn't have the right people to tell me, you know, the right support system. Yeah. So when I, I got divorced from my daughter's dad, I decided that I was not going to be the same person. And I think that that was like really the, the thing that the event that I was like, okay, now it's time. Like, you know, how did we get here? How do we not get here again? And, um, and how do we grow from this experience and also take accountability? I think a lot of times, you know, you get divorced you break up with someone, you can blame the other person, right? But I really wanted to take accountability for my part that I had to play and and in the marriage and in why it didn't work out, you know? And I didn't want to do that in any other relationship. And so um, so that's that was really the the event that really changed everything. And I'm I'm although I'm not happy that I got a divorce or anything like that like who gets married to get a divorce um but I'm really thankful that that happened because I wouldn't be um so I wouldn't be at this place now that I'm at and it just feels so good so to go on that journey you know it really took that happening for me so you know it it's um you know, God says all things work together for good. And yeah. I, that's just what I always, I live my life like that, you know? 
let me ask you, you, you sound so at peace with your journey and mm-hmm. everything that's transpired up to this point. Do you feel um, that you've totally forgiven yourself and others who mm-hmm. may not have supported you along that journey or even your ex-husband? Or do you feel like there's still some areas where you want to kind of still work through that? Self-forgiveness was the hardest thing. Let me tell you, I feel like I'm really... Um, not really good, but I think it's easier to forgive other people for me. Mm. And it's, it's always a thing for me of, of self forgiveness. You know, even if something happens or something triggers that or something comes up, it's like, I'll, I I have so much grace for the next person. And then for myself, you're like, girl, you're terrible. (laughs) You're yeah. You're terrible. You're like this, you're that. And I'm like, wait, like, where does this come from? Like, why are you like this? You know? So I really, I really have like, it, it, it takes a lot of work for me to, to forgive myself. And so it's funny that you asked that question. That was like the hardest thing for me to forgive myself for a lot of things. And just even still now, I mean, I have a, I have a problem. Um, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's just an ongoing thing okay well yeah of course yeah but um but no I I feel like I'm really at a good place with that because my perspective is is that you know like I wouldn't have done all of that work I like if I wouldn't have had that pain if I wouldn't have experienced those hurts and the people along the journey you know I wouldn't have gotten to the place that I am at now and I really love the place that I'm at now. So without all of that hurt, all of the pain, all of the experiences, even me and struggling with like, what is wrong with you? Just forgive yourself. And having to figure out why mm, it was so hard yeah. for me, because now it's a lot easier for me when I go through things. And then I have that little crazy voice, like, eh, you know, <laughs> That's like a crazy voice. <laughs> it's like not a crazy voice, but you know what I mean. You're like, what? Like, like, just stop it. Um, but it's a lot easier for me to switch that because I know, you know, like I've I've done so much work in that area. Well, and I think your response is interesting because I struggle with um, grudges. They were really bad when I was younger. I'm talking. I was not like that. Jennifer, I would stop talking to people for months and it would be over like little stuff. And as I got older, I'm like, you can't, you can't keep doing this. You, you have to, you have to deal with this. And I realized I wasn't extending grace to others because I wasn't extending grace to myself. And so wow. coming up as an athlete and a perfectionist, I had a trouble the other way mm-hmm. then. So I was oh. the reverse of you. I had trouble forgiving other people and I was kind of absolving myself almost like I didn't do anything wrong. Almost like this victimized mentality. Yes. And then you did this to me. So, and again, it's a journey for me too. I still have moments where I want to hold a good grudge and ignore <laughs> somebody, but it's like, for what? what, what does it benefit you? And it's definitely not hurting them. It's always going to hurt you more. So thank you for sharing that. And along this journey that you're on, and uh, a little birdie told me named Keita, I'm going to put her on blast. <laughs> you're, on a, you're on a celibacy journey. And I wanted to kind of chat with you about that, kind of your motivation behind that. And what, um, how, has your, how has your soul and spirit been enriched on this particular journey? Yeah, I, so on my process after my divorce, I decided, you know, I really wanted to heal. I really wanted to just focus on myself. 
and focus and allow God to really be like my everything. So that really meant, you know, I wasn't going to date. I wasn't going to do anything. So I don't think I really was like, oh, I'm going to go be celibate for like this amount of time. I was just like, that was just the journey. And then I just felt like so good, you know, about myself that that's just, you know, what I kept doing, you know, but, um, I feel that, um, you know, I guess part of part of what happened in my child is I was molested and I had a lot of uh, experiences like that um, as a child. So I think part of the celibacy for me was God really healing me in that area. Mm. So, you know, I don't want to come off as like, uh, you know, because sometimes I would share about celibacy and people would feel judged. And it's not, you know, everybody's, everybody's journey is different. I don't judge it. You know, everybody's journey to healing is different. And that was yeah. just my process because of specific things that I feel like God needed to do in my soul. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm, so that was, that was the initial, that was my process. And that was why I went on that journey. Thank you for sharing. I, I have a similar, um, from a celibacy standpoint, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm celibate as well. And I'm not where you are with it yet, though. I'm not all, I'm not at peace with it yet. Like you say, you know, <laughs> my mind comes <laughs> because the root of my celibacy is more fear-based. It's, it's this fear of if I make this particular decision, something bad has to happen. So the way that you describe it at being in complete peace with who you are as a mm. woman, through your life experiences and things like that. And now it's something that you own and almost like you're excited about. I want to get to where you are in that, in that place. I am totally not there. I will admit it. So everybody can hear me, but I think your perspective and your journey is very compelling to me um, because that's really what it should be. It shouldn't be something that a person feels, um, I don't know, indebted to do or or like somebody. It really should be, a love choice for yourself and to God. And so I love how you I completely that. agree with that. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It, that's why I say, yeah. I, I didn't want to say, you know, I feel like sometimes I would say that and people would feel, you know, a certain way about it. And it's like, but you know, everybody's process and journey is, is yeah. their own. And you know what, if you mess up along that journey, God still loves you. And there's no, um, there's no consequence, you know, or anything like that. And it's like, just jump back in it, tell him, you know, and, and that's it. I, I feel like God is like giving me so much grace in my life. Like, I mean, so much grace. And so I just, um, I, I just can't explain, like, I just feel, um, you know, it's just God's love is just unconditional love, you know, loving you through like all of that crap, you know, like just seeing the best in you and giving me like, I just had second and third and 10 and 11th chances, you know, at at everything and at life, you know, just in general, because I know that there are some parts of my life where I wasn't supposed to be here still. Mm. And I really like, look at that, like, God, like, you were always there always, you know? And, and so I just don't want anyone to say, you know, like they started their journey with celibacy or, you know, or, or any part of the relationship, our relationship with God should never be fear-based, you know, because, you know, he's, he's a good father. 
So he's just like, Hey, like you messed up, like get back up. I yeah. love you. It's like, we're supposed to run to him instead of from him, yeah, you know? And I absolutely. think that, like religion and, and church kind of, you know, I don't want to say every church, but it teaches you the opposite really. Yeah. I, you know? I absolutely agree with you. I don't, I think yeah. there's a level of conversation that um, is not happening in the Christian faith. Yeah. Very important to have. And I so agree. that especially young people can have a full breadth understanding of what the walk is. And like you said, yeah. it's not this religious brow beating kind of experience. It really is a love relationship. And, and we just don't, and, and I, from my own experience, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get that either. I grew up in a Baptist church and, you know, um, I go to non-denominational church now, but we didn't get those conversations. It was, don't do this. Don't do that. Do yes. this, do that. It wasn't, <laughs> Hey, there's grace there for you. You know, and so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we definitely should have more of those type, type of conversations and also talk about what we did wrong when you messed up, you know, right. My, I, my parents, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of, Hey, we messed this part up and this is what happened. And so be, be mindful of this. It wasn't a lot of that. So I, you know, I, I, that was a great point that you just raised. And I want to ask you, you know, being a, a working actress in Hollywood, being a woman of color and all the different things that I'm sure you've experienced in that regard, where do you think black women in entertainment stand, especially Hollywood stand right now? What are some of the great things that you're seeing happening or that you're even experiencing? And what are some of the things that you'd like to see change? So that's a great question. I think that um, we're in a really great place. I think they're, you know, we're really in a great place for a number of reasons because, uh, you know, now more than ever because everyone's at home and there's so many streaming platforms now there's so many more opportunities than there's ever been for content on tv and they want people of color you know women of color to lead these shows and so there's so many more opportunities because there's so many more opportunities so I so it's really so it's really really great to watch like all my friends you know just booking stuff and being the lead of these shows and just having these amazing opportunities that it's not just the um cliche you know black women or whatever for that would have been you know before but it's really just you know, a woman, you know, yeah. on the show, you know, and so it's really cool to watch that. I, for myself, the, the movie on Ion TV, um, Bows of Holly, if you watch this movie, I was really surprised when they offered it to me, the, when I read the script, because it seems like it's written for, uh, for a white woman, mm-hmm. you know, and so to be offered that and to be the lead, you know, of that movie and not to be like the friend, um, what is huge and just say, it just says so much about, um, how the industry is shifting and it, there is a change coming and yes, it has been slow, but it's happening, you know? And so I'm really, I'm really thankful for that. Um, so like my daughter can see more people that look like her on television and then movies because, you know, a story, um, we, my daughter and I would always go to the movies on the weekends. We would always go see the latest Marvel superhero movie. And when Black Panther came out, I'm like getting chills because she was looking at the screen and she was mm. like, mom, they all look like me. Wow. And I like, I mean, I never really, you know, I mean, we talked about and joked about it. 
but to to like see the impact that that made on her and I was just like taken aback I'm like but this is what it's about you know so I'm so happy to see you know this not just you know that movie but just on all platforms you know it's it's happening everywhere and that's so important for this next generation so important so it's very exciting and another thing that I find exciting I'm seeing like continuations of shows shows getting picked back up (laughs) after 20 years sequels trilogies all of these things any any projects that you've worked on in the past that may be resurrected at some point soon or that you would hope would be just because you love them so I, much? I would love that, you know? I mean, I do see all of these, you know, shows reuniting and having reunions or, um, I, I mean, I talked to, I talked to O the other day um, and I asked him, you know, about doing You Got Served too, because, you know, it's on Netflix. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, it would be so fun if we did that. But I don't know. I mean, he's open to it. I mean, you know, we would all be open to doing something like that. Uh, well, I don't want to say all of us, but because I haven't talked to, spoken to everyone, but but I, I would love to. I think it, you know, I think everyone just has to come on board for everything. So, um, you know, I will never say never, but I really love, I still talk to Tisha today. Um, she's one of my best friends and um, Damon and um, Parker. I talked to, I haven't spoken to George. He kind of is like, you know, to himself a lot, mm-hmm. but so, you know, I never know. Never, never know. know. Everybody say, I will be saying my prayers. I just, those are classics for me. And I, I remember I was 17, I think when You Got Served came out and everybody was like rushing to the movies to go see it. It was a whole <laughs> cultural phenomenon. So I'm sure if you guys got back together, uh, it would be the same. And my wife and kids, I love the entire cast. So if any of those things happen, we'll just put it out there. Um, uh, that would be an you. exciting thing. And what also is, I'm sure is exciting is your 2021. Anything that you're looking forward to as we move into a new year? Yes. So I have a podcast that I'm actually launching in the beginning of the year. So I've been really wanting to do this for a long time, but I think I was just like scared or I was like judging myself like, oh, no one's going to want to listen to me. (laughs) But you know, all the little weird things that you say to yourself, but I just, I genuinely, I want to help people. I love people. I wrote a 21 day devotional called journey to loving myself. And I just, I really, um, just this whole journey of freedom is yeah. just so important to me in this message and being able to talk to just even you about, um, about my journey and, you know, your journey, um, I think is important and more so this year because mental health, emotional yeah. health, spiritual health is so important. So I just want to have more conversations with my friends and and provide resources. I think that's just really important because even if someone can identify with my story, maybe they can identify, you know, with whoever I'm talking to on there. Yeah. So so that's that's a space that that's some that's a project that I'm working on right now that I'm I'm really passionate about for 2021. So that's gonna call be called the Be Free Podcast. Oh, and yay. that's amazing. Yay. I love the title. It's inviting already. Yes. <laughs> so that is what I'm doing. Um, that's what I'm working on, and then I'll be producing next year. I'm working on a movie that I'm gonna be producing, and hopefully more projects. Um. Yeah, 
and then hopefully another book. So those are the things that I think you can look for next year, which is like in a few weeks. (laughs) Can you believe it went by this fast? It's unbelievable. It was like January, February, November, (laughs) (laughs) four months. But it was crazy because when everybody locked us in the house, it was like, this is never going to end. The year is going by so slow. And then you look up, it's like, it's about to be over everybody. That's it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, how can people stay connected with you, uh, Jennifer? So my Instagram is the best way to just stay up to date, like with whatever I'm doing. And so my Instagram handle is M S Jen, J E N Freeman one N, um, on Instagram. And that's the same for my Twitter handle and I'm on YouTube. Um, Jennifer Freeman on there. So, but yeah, just, um, yeah follow me on, on Instagram and then you'll see everything. Perfect. I cannot wait. I'm going to sit up this weekend and watch all your movies with my niece and nephew. And we're going to have a whole day where we just watch Christmas movies. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you for just being a class act in this industry and um, just such a talent. And thank you so much for sharing with me on Just a Thought. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by Sheree Nicole, in association with Sheree Nicole Media and the Say It Loud Podcast Network. In addition to Apple Podcasts, Just a Thought is also available right now on Stitcher and Radio.com. And make sure that you subscribe and rate us and also tell a friend. You can follow the Just a Thought Podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show. And on Twitter at Just A Thought Win, that's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter, same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. It's just a thought, it's just a thought, it's my opinion. It's just a thought, it's just a thought, get out your feelings. It's just a thought, it's just a thought, it's my opinion. It's just a thought, it's just a thought. Say It Loud Podcast Network, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.